welcome back into the We Shall Not Sleep podcast. Thank you for joining me 24 hours later than anticipated. I do apologize. It is now Friday Eve. That's what I refer to as Thursdays. People can make fun of me in the comment section, I'm sure, for that one. I want to give a shout out to two listeners who have been going back and binging uh, the podcast. That's been their their own words. Uh, Shout out to McKenna and Peter. I appreciate your listenership. I hope you are enjoying all of the backlog um, in our in our catalog there in our library, uh, which you can find hosted through our hosting site SoundCloud. You can find it on our YouTube page or anywhere you get your podcast. So um, be on the lookout, by the way, one week from today, uh, you'll be listening to a special Thanksgiving episode. Um, I teased that last week, and I wanted to let you know that uh, I will be broadcasting. I can't broadcast live necessarily um, uh, directly, but I will be uploaded really, really quick after we are we are done. And it's just going to be uh, just you'll be hearing some background noise as we prepare our Thanksgiving uh, dinner. But uh, I'll have my Uncle Steve, uh, my dad on just to talk about some Thanksgiving uh, traditions. And maybe as you are starting your day, um, you'll be able to to kind of reminisce on on what, you know, your Thanksgiving means to you and your family. So that's for us here in the United States. Um, as we were, a lot of people are off work um, during that latter half of uh, next week. So I'm looking forward to bringing that to you. So one of the things I want to hit you with real quick uh, today, and and I I got some great feedback on on last week's episode. And and it it kind of, it's just one of these things that as I'm going through stuff with my church, that I I have found things that just hit hard when when God, you know, gets a hold of you and says, here's the message you're going to preach. And and that in particular this past week was uh, th- this message in the Lord's Prayer in particular. Um, if you if you look at and that particular passage in, in Matthew chapter 6, which is just amazing. I, I love that passage. Uh, it is, it's one of my favorite. It basically talks about motive, and I've talked about motive on this show before. But it's, you know, it talks about, you know, going, giving to the poor and prayer. Like, hey, when you give to the poor, do not know, or do not let your left hand know what your right hand is doing. Again, what is done is secret. Your heavenly Father will reward you in secret. When you pray, don't stand on the tr- the, the corner like the like these uh, bombastic people. Do not be like the hypocrites because they love to stand and pray in the synagogues, the street corners, so they can be seen by men and therefore be praised. Um, you know they received the reward in full. Then you give us the Lord's prayer. Then it says, when you fast, you should do it like this. Don't don't be all sunken. You know, in your face, dress up in nice clothes. Uh, cure for anxiety. Anxiety. Do not worry. Um, it, it's just it's amazing what what's in scripture. But in the midst of all that, when when Jesus is teaching his disciples how to pray, uh, in verse twelve of Matthew chapter six says, "And forgive us our debts, as we have also forgiven our debtors." And that's astonishing because you know Matthew chapter. Uh, or the Gospel of Matthew, uh, and references in chapter 5, 6, and 18 in particular, reconciliation is a big deal. It is a big, big deal when it comes to um, when it comes to our Christian walk and our relationships. If, you're, if you go back a chapter in Matthew chapter 5, you'll understand um, and you'll remember that that starts off with Sermon on the Mount, the Beatitudes, when uh, in, cha- in chapter 5, verse 7, Jesus says, Blessed are the merciful, for they shall receive mercy. Uh, one of the important things there, that that being said, you know, mercy emanating from us, that we're commanded to be merciful, basically not giving people what they do deserve. We, we relinquish. We're allowing forgiveness to take place. Um, we don't seek vengeance. A lot of times people want revenge. That's how they seek justice. 
We don't leave room for the Lord to, to seek justice and do it in his own way. And th- this, is, this is a phenomenal thing because Jesus gets done telling his disciples all of these, these stories. And then he says, this is how you should pray. Forgive us our debts as we've also forgiven our debtors. It, it's suggesting that before you go to God and ask for forgiveness, if you are unforgiving towards somebody else, then you have no business going to God. And you can see this planted in the chapter prior, chapter 5, verses 23 and 24. Therefore, if you are presenting offering at the altar and there remember that your brother or sister has something against you, leave your offering there before the altar and go. First be reconciled to your brother and then come and present your offering. That's the 1995 NASB translation of scripture, uh, Matthew chapter 5, verses 23 and 24. And what I think is astonishing about this is that Jesus is talking to uh, his Jewish audience. And what he is telling them is that before, you know, this propitiation has been sacrificed for your sins that you've committed, before this this, this, uh, lamb is slain on behalf of your sins, I don't even want your sacrifice. I want you to go first and be reconciled to your brother. Live out your faith. That is astonishing to a Jew- Jewish audience. We must understand that to get to present the offering, the unblemished lamb, that's like the most, that's what justifies you before God because there's blood that's been spilled at that time before, you know, Jesus was sacrificed. That is how you make a propitiation. That is how you can come before God because you are willing to give your best because of your worst. If you hope you're following me here. And to see that type of reconciliation so prominent in Scripture, it's one of the reasons why it pains me when, when people say, I just, I don't see how we can move forward. I don't see how reconciliation can, can, can happen here. Like, it is such a, that is such a, I think the reason why I'm so grieved sometimes is because when we look at things like that, it goes against God's will, God's purpose. And I've always felt that way. And, and to this day, I, I, there's some reconciliation that I would love to see take place in my life, but it has to be mutual. But that does not mean that we don't extend a hand. That doesn't mean that we can go before the Heavenly Father with peace and a clean conscience knowing that we have tried and we have offered forgiveness in our hearts. There's no bitterness. There's no ill will. There's no vengeance seeking in our hearts. We are clean because we have forgiven. Now, that doesn't mean that your actions have to go back to completely trusting the person who's hurt you. I'm not suggesting that. I'm not saying there ought not to be boundaries in relationships. You know, that, that is different. But forgiveness is allowing God to take care of the situation. It's getting over your anger, your selfishness, your pride, and letting go. Forgiveness is... Is to keeping no record of wrongs any longer. Because, you know, some people say, I forgive you, but hey, you remember that one time that you did this? It's like, well, then there's no trust there. You really haven't forgiven me if you just keep bringing it up all the time and, and baking it, and shaming me for it. Like, I don't remember that I hurt you type of thing, right? Astonishing. Forgive us our debts as we have forgiven our debtors. It's not like if we do. It's not a conditional thing. It's forgive us as we have already done so. It's an expectation that we do. So my heart are just aches sometimes when there isn't proper reconciliation in relationships. It really does. It's painful. And 
there are times where it just won't be possible, you know, fully. Maybe things won't go back to the way that they always were and always had been because, you know, we're humans. We screw things up. We fall short of the glory of God all the time. And it has to be, you know, a two-way street. But regardless of whether or not it's going to be reciprocated, that ought not to stop us as Christians. We need to live and take the words of Jesus seriously and carefully. Heed them, meditate on them, pray over them, and ask how can those things impact my life? How do, how do those words, those commandments of Jesus, how am I supposed to live those out? And what application and what thing every day does that apply? And, that, and that's a big thing for me. It's been a big thing in my life. It's something that is missed a lot of time. Um, and, and I've had to do some soul searching because it, it's been painful not to have that, truly. But also at the same time, when I haven't been able to be reconciled and there's distance grown, maybe there is forgiveness, but it's been done at a distance. I always, I always have to take my own pride out of it that maybe it's better I'm not in that person's life. Maybe I was a stumbling block. Maybe I was a hindrance to their spiritual growth. We ought not to think too highly of ourselves. God will smack us down off that pedestal really quick. We're not nearly as important as we think we are, but we're also at the same time not of any less value to God because of our um, shortcomings. He created us. So I ask that um, tonight, I urge us to Fall back in with the love of, of Jesus' words. Fall back to our first love, which is God. May we heed his words. May we be worthy recipients of those words and obedient and dutiful servants as we go forward. How about that? Well, the next time we'll be talking, it'll be on Thanksgiving. I will not have an episode on Wednesday night, but on Thursday morning. So thank you all for listening. Shout out again to McKenna and Peter. Appreciate you both. Thank you. May God bless you. May God keep you.